Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast for episode 177 for Wednesday, September 4, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, we are back again. Um, just uh, We took last week off, but we are back again. Uh, September is upon us, so we only have a few weeks left of, the su- of summer before fall begins. I'm already dealing with this. Oh my God, it's fall. It's basic bitch season. Yeah, I'm already dealing with that. Basic bitch season? Oh yeah, women women freaking love fall. Um, Pumpkin spice, everything. uh, Well, I think pumpkin spice is rather overrated. Fives. I do love pumpkin spice beer, but that's it. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of pumpkin, period. I mean, I think pumpkin is just fine, but the way people overhype it. Yes. It's yes. Like, it's like you would think it's like the second coming of Christ in food form. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like a pumpkin pie every now and then. I don't really eat pumpkin pie like that. Yeah. You know, like I, I, once in a blue moon, it's like, it's just fine. It's like, just a, it's a fine dessert. Nothing more, nothing less. It does what it needs to do. And you just move on with the rest of your day. Don't do a damn thing for me. Okay, yeah. So all this pumpkin spice latte stuff, I don't know. I, I think white people hype it up more than anybody. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that's kind of like the whole the whole basic bitch thing is more like associated with white. Uh, <laughs> Carl said it, I didn't. Oh, they'll trust me, they will admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, we got some things to talk about. Uh I know shout outs to the UWO. They did. They, I know they covered uh, Wrestling Weekend, AEW All Out. That was a lot of wrestling this past weekend. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. That was a lot of wrestling. Like I haven't had this much wrestling in one weekend since uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Yep. All Out, TakeOver, uh, Cardiff, NXT UK. Enjoyed that. Yep. And I still haven't seen a, a New Japan Royal Quest, but I'll get around to it once it's available on the website. I'm mostly sporadically with uh, New Japan, though. It's mm. like... Sometimes I just don't feel like hooking up my laptop to the TV. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good New Japan stuff, um, like uh, like the Will Osprey matches from the Best of the Super Juniors this past June. Fire! First of all, when is, when have you ever seen a bad Will Osprey match? No, the, he hasn't had a bad match at all. And then there you go. <laughs> but like it's but like his matches with uh, Shingo Takagi uh, and Kazuchika Okada are two of the best I've seen all year. Like, Ew. yeah. The the his his match with Okada at the G one this year is just my favorite match in the entire tournament. Oh really? Oh yeah, it was that good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, we, I guess we can touch on touch on it real quick. Just some of our thoughts, uh, and of course uh, the heist of the century involving the AEW championship belt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I do want to. I I want to. I'm gonna touch a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh, I laughed. Yeah, that was it was hilarious. Um Yeah, apparently uh apparently um when Chris Jericho was uh he pulled it, pulled his limousine up to a local Longhorn steakhouse. He uh got his dinner and drink on, he came back to the limo, the belt was missing. And apparently uh I think it was t- uh the Tallahassee police in Florida found the belt. They even posted it on Facebook. So apparently the mystery has been solved. 
But it really makes you think, were we being worked? For real, because then I saw a picture mm-hmm. of the belt inside a refrigerator mm-hmm. with a Pepsi bottle under it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn. So, of course, you know, I shared it with y'all. I was at, actually, um, shout outs to Gavin from the UK, Gavin Ott. Please mm-hmm. check out his YouTube channel. Very good wrestling reviews, but mm-hmm. very good. But um, Gavin's a fucking man, by the way. I'll explain why. Okay. He, uh, but yeah, he sends me that picture, and I'm like, you know what? If he, and then we talked about, oh man, if he, if this is legit, like he signed, I'm like, where'd you get? It? Who tweeted that? Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking. We're just like, yo, if he gets signed, I'm like, you know, it depends. It it depends. It can be. There's there's pros and cons yeah. to that situation. Mm-hmm. Cons, every a lot of people they moved on from CM Punk. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, that's. CM Punk's been gone for what five years now? Yeah, yes. It's damn lucky that Carl Berg glowing. Yeah, fresh fades, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the pros is like okay, you know AEW. I mean, they're get, they're going to they're going into network television. Yep. They're bringing star. They have stars, mm-hmm. but they're not mainstream. Right. Yet. So. Who's their only mainstream star? Really, Jericho. So let's get another mainstream star to help bring eyes to the situation. You know, bring eyes to our product. Bring more people um, happy. Anxious. <laughs> Very happy, Kyle. Very happy. <laughs> but yeah, bring more. Um, you know, bring that ma- bring that mainstream audience, and then they can check out Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, so it's a. I honestly, signing CM Punk would be a good business move. It would. Yeah, I mean, it would. It would definitely t- take a lot of shine off of WWE's exactly radar. And but remember, we're going back to war, man. Yeah. CM Punk to AEW confirmed. <laughs> Not necessarily. And then I said, and then I said in our chat, imagine MJF tweeted this and was behind this whole thing just to be a dick, and I'm like. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> it would definitely fit his MO. I would freaking love that shit. Yeah, MJF is like the best heel working today, man. But he stays in character. Uh, <laughs> We're up in the studio headphones. I can't even get an email back. Oh, yeah, studio headphones. Here's our sponsor. Yeah, buy, our head, buy the headphone if you want. Free shipping in the USA. Next. God damn it. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Shout outs to B Rob and the whole wrestling is trash crew. Yeah. And random rims with Rob show. Oh yes. Um but yeah, let's get into some things about what what we've been up to uh, as of late. Uh at long last. It's been a running joke for a whole year. Ooh, I, yeah, no, 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 no. Go ahead, because I see something you might like whoa, whoa. We got some developing news. Victor Moyo, I betrayed my fellow meat lovers pizza peeps earlier i ate hawaiian pizza. kyle you okay you ate hawaiian pizza kyle are you are you okay on i a, love that <laughs> on a scale of 10 to 11 how much did you love that pizza come on hawaiian pizza come on. Uh, we need a we need an answer for this asap i mean if kyle ate a, a, a slice of hawaiian pizza i want him to admit how much he enjoyed it it's either a 10 or an 11 because Hawaiian pizza is sexy. No, it's not. 
Listen, Hawaiian the, pizza all over my body. I don't want that visual stuck in my head. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? Negative 23, my man. Hater. See, no, no. The, the truth will come out, man. We, we've had the poll already. You lost. It's a, Move on. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Listen, listen, Hawaiian pizza fans, we we are the AEW fans of pizza. No, the okay? hell are you saying? Yes, we are. That is disrespect. That is disrespect. We, Eddie should slap you in the face with that. We are all elite. No, you're not. We go all in. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> the polls have spoke. The polls spoke. You lost. It's okay. I mean, the fact that we had hundreds of people who said yes. And we had hundreds more that said no. That's okay. That's okay. The hun- We have hundreds of true believers out there, and that's what counts. This starving turn. A starving dog turned down the leftovers. Oh, don't be nice. Be nice. Uh, I know. Feeding, feed it, feeding pineapple pizza to a dog is cruelty. It's not cruelty. It is. <laughs> but God, now nah, go ahead. Run and joke. I'm sorry. I just had to bring that to your attention. Oh, I'm glad you did. Oh, this Hawaiian pizza. Yes. What's up, Brian? All day, every day. Put it in smoothie form. But uh, at long last, this has been a running joke for like over a year on the Codex Pine podcast. But at long last, yes, I have finally. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I have finally watched oh. <laughs> Limitless. This is Brian. Uh, this is Carl Bird's copy that I've had since spring of last year, maybe. I don't even remember. I just knew it's been over a year. Yeah, it's been over a year, and I've been saying like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got you. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna review it." I've been saying that for like several podcasts, several months. Never got around to it. Watched literally hundreds of movies <laughs> in between then, but I finally got to watch Limitless, and you know what? Thumbs up. I told you. Thumbs up. This was- I was literally I was literally anticipating because you took so long to watch it. Yeah. And you already probably went into the movie with this negative connotation in your head saying, listen, I don't want to watch this shit. But in order to shut this guy, finally shut this guy the fuck up, I'm going to watch it. And then you're just like, oh, God, this movie feels like work. I don't like this. <laughs> no, that was not the case at all. I enjoyed it. I um, told you. Bask in its glory, for we are limitless. I told you. <laughs> but yeah, this this was a fun movie. You know, it, it, Limitless, it came out in 2011. Damn. Can't believe it's been that long. Uh, directed by Neil Berger, who directed such films as uh, The Illusionist with Edward Norton. And uh, this film stars uh, Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, and uh, Abby Cornish. And uh, basically, uh, Bradley Cooper plays a guy named Edward Mora, who's a struggling writer, who's uh, basically living in a dumpy apartment in New York City. Uh, not much going on in his life, but one day he takes this, uh, this uh, nootropic drug called NZT48, which unlocks the, unlimited, the limitless potential of his brain. Uh, so he can utilize 100% of his brain capacity, and like, he becomes like, a super genius virtually overnight. He bangs out, bangs out his novel. Um, bangs his landlord's wife as well. <laughs> bangs his landlord's wife after telling her all about the finer points of law. Um, yeah, like like things are going well for him, and you know the film. Then the film kind of goes into some 
you know, some some thriller e directions uh, where uh, basically his brother who gave him supplied him the drug was killed mysteriously. So now he's got to figure out, okay, um, how can I take more of this drug? He's he's wrestling with the effects of taking it so so many times. Um, he decides to get into stock trading, so that's where he meets Robert De Niro's character, who's this high powered broker, and like he just becomes like this this wonderkind uh, on on Wall Street, and like. Uh, the rabbit hole gets even deeper when this uh, local loan shark Russian dude um, hits him up and uh, actually takes a sample of his uh, pill. And, you know, this near-do-well Russian mobster wants more. So he got all this, all these crazy things going on in his life. And it made for a really interesting film. Didn't the Russian dude look like Nico Bellic from Grand Theft Auto? I didn't think he looked like Nico Bellic. I thought he looked more like... Uh, Danny Birch from NXT. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Well, obviously, I haven't watched Limitless in a long time. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I just saw when I saw him. I just saw Nico Bellic, like the graphic wise itself. Like you know how rock stars, their yeah. graphics just aren't. They're not realistic. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I was like, God, he really does look like Nico Bellic. So. Yeah, I can see that he had the tracksuit on and everything. Yeah. Um, and also like the the effect every time he took the pill, like all the colors became highly saturated. Yeah, yeah, like it was like HDR. Yeah, it's kind of like give you that gives you that you know, like heightened sense. Sense, yeah, yeah. And so, do you see when his girl, when Abby Cornish's character actually took it? Yeah, she's like, just take it, and then boom, and I'm like, and she, once she took it, heightened sense, and she just ran. Yeah, ran away from the Russian mobsters who were trying to kill her. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, God damn, I want it. I was like, I want that pill. <laughs> yeah, makes you kind of makes you wonder, like, if 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 a, if such a pill ever was released on a market in real life, just I don't know. I, I can see I can see things going very badly. It can, it can though. That's the thing. But if you, I remember looking it up on Wikipedia, and they actually had somebody actually posted up like the actual formula. Oh, really? For it, and then it got into a whole scientific thing that I just really couldn't get into, but. <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, you know, like so- something, something like that could, but maybe not to the degree of what we saw in the film. Well, if you into the, you know, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he like he reverse engineered the formula. Yeah, so where he, could, I guess maybe he only had to take it once, or he was just constantly still on it. But it's just that the formula is different to the point where it doesn't have any like negative side effects and all yeah in fact like he basically he weaned himself off it so basically he retained all the effects of the yeah. pills so he didn't really have to take it anymore oh okay that's what yeah so I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty cool and uh, i remember there was a tv show that came out like for one season yeah. like <laughs> in 2015 and it was like a sequel because bradley cooper he was a senator in that yeah he've like he was like, a recurring character in this in the show it only, it only lasted like one season and it like came and went I saw only one commercial for that thing, and I was like, damn, they're really going to do that? Why can't you just leave the movie? It was such a good movie. Leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine if I took a pill like that, like, I, I could definitely, like, bang out some novels, maybe, maybe, like, hit the gym. If I hit the gym just a little bit, maybe get into wrestling, even. I still want to go back in. I have way too many growing pains right now. Like, <laughs> I just wait. For some reason, I just wake up and my shoulder, I mean, not my shoulder, my elbow just hurts. Yeah, man, it's the, you know, it's the uh, pangs of aging, you know? You're older than me. Shut up. <laughs> oh, what? By what? Three months? No. Now you're born in, what, 80, 
five, right? 84? 84? I was born in 84, too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're January, and I'm October. Oh, right. For some reason, I thought, yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah. See, I'm getting old, too. I'm losing my there mind. There you go. Your mind's going. <laughs> what I just it? wake up. My shoulder's off. My elbow hurts for no way. I don't know what I did to my elbow. I didn't bang it or not. It just, I just woke up one morning, and it hurts. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. But, you know, just rub some Bengay on it. That's what I do. Yeah. What... yeah rub, rub some Tussin on it. <laughs> Hit tussin, the road. <laughs> that that Tussin get to the bone. Yeah, man. But, yeah, Limitless, uh, check it out. Uh, it's a cool film. Um, obviously, it's on Blu-ray. It's a 20th Century Fox production. So, uh, Disney owns it. To Disney products. So you better get a used copy somewhere before you can only watch it on Disney Plus because I know how Disney does. Uh, um, excuse me. That belongs to me now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, thank you for bringing back uh, The Last Dragon. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I told you I had it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also saw a new movie uh, just uh, the week before last. It's a Victor-ass movie, ain't it? Kind of. But definitely. It's, it's definitely not uh, in Midsommar territory. It's not that vicious. Oh, oh speaking of Midsommar, woo-wee. There's, there's going to be a director's cut coming out. 30 more minutes. Ooh, boy. But you don't like Absolute Carnage, which is getting good, by the way. Are, are each of the issues still eight bucks? No, I think it was just the first one. Okay. No, the first one was just like a director's cut. No, they're not. They're just back to a normal pricing. Okay. Now, without, to get Absolute Carnage, do I have to get, get the side stories to get the full picture or... Can I just get? Can I just focus on no, just the main series? But I actually recommend that you do. Okay. Cause whole, cause it just holy shit, fucking Miles Morales got affected. Miles Morales gets the Carnage symbiote. Ooh, I like that. I like the sound of that. Fucking what was it Miles? Miles Miles got affected. Scorpion got affected. Mm-hmm. And then De- uh, Carnage versus Deadpool was just like it was. A, it was funny. Yeah, it has yeah. to do with it, but it was just so fun. It was still fun. It was uh, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty Knight's in the story, mm-hmm. and she gets a fat. That shit was like, I like I le- I dropped it. I was just like, holy shit! Like she's fucked. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it's pre- it's worth. It actually is worth it. Like okay. I was talking to Reagan at Rock Hogan's, we're just like. He's, he doesn't. He's not even reading. Like he's getting his House of X, Powers of X, which mm. I think he would enjoy too. Mm. But he's just like, I put that aside because I'm so caught up in absolute carnage. Wow. Like to the point where he actually swore talking about it in excitement. <laughs> Reagan never really swears. Mm. Yeah, that's true. He's like, holy shit, this is good. And then we was talking about the story about. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off. It's just yeah. I, this is a this is a victor. This absolute carnage is a victor ass movie. Well, it's it's Marvel, so I don't expect them to go full but that's R. The, and that's what's that's what's drawing me to it because I'm not. Mm. I'm thinking this this should be a Marvel Max title, which is like their version of Vertigo and stuff. Yep. But it's not. Hmm. So it's like it's pushing the line. It is. Hmm. And I'm just like, like the last one. I was just like, I just I had literally had to drop it. And I was like really in shock, and I'm like, "This is fun. This is a fun read." Okay, all right. I mean, I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. 
uh, could, maybe I'll watch read the second issue, see how I feel. Yeah, the second the second main issue did come out. Okay, right. nice. And then the, yeah, the story with the family, mm-hmm. like we was jonesing about that one because like, I, as you know, the car, the symbiotes are getting all the other family members, and you're just cheering for the girl like she's almost at the oh, she's almost she's got it she got it she got it oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just left hanging mm. for more. Oh okay, nice. Oh, and it's a mini series, right? Or supposed to be a mini series? Yeah. Main so the main issues are very like is uh, I want to say there's six, but then like the side issues too. Yeah. So I think you're only getting you're gonna get like no, nah, there's more than twelve. So probably it's it's fifteen. It's gonna be like fifteen comics if you get them all. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have the I don't have the uh, thing. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the checklist. Yeah. Oh, Paul Anthony is in the chat. Uh, what's good, Carl? He says that his son has the same shirt. Walmart exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. Uh, okay, I don't have it on me right now, but okay. But yeah, I watched a uh, watched a new film. It's it's out in theaters now. It's called Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a good film. It's a it's a it's a it's a comedic horror film, and it stars uh, Samara Weaving, aka Not Emma Stone. She's basically looks. She looks like Emma Stone's doppelganger. Um, I think she's a uh, Hugo Weaving's niece, I believe. Um, and uh, and ready or not, she plays this woman named Grace who marries into this uh, this wealthy family, the the Le Doma family, and her husband uh, Alex um, basically um, is feeling a little feeling a little skittish, a little fearful even, because um, as is per tradition of this family, uh, the newlyweds, uh, they introduced the newly, the newly married uh, person, in this case uh, Grace, played by Samara Weaving, into the family by playing this uh, game, having a little family game night. And, whoever, and w- whichever card the bride draws is the game that they play. Unfortunately, uh, much to the uh, dismay of the rest of the family, uh, Grace draws the hide-and-seek card. And everyone becomes stone-faced when she pulls the card because they realize that the nature of hide-and-seek is in order for her to stay with the family, to prove her worth, she has to hide from the family. If anybody finds her, they kill her. So basically, she has to run run around this mansion. She has to find a good place to hide. Um, the rest of the the rest of her in laws they have all these sorts of weapons like crossbows, bats, knives, axes, guns. They're looking for her. If anybody finds her, she's dead, unless she fights back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like basically, she just has to survive the night. And her husband isn't much help. She, her husband doesn't want her to be killed, but he has to be loyal to his family. And also uh, his, uh, uh, his brother kind of is kind of like a tweener. He kind of has his reasons for helping her, uh, Grace, but also helping his family as well. Yeah. It's, it's a hilarious, it's a darkly hilarious film. Um, there's just a lot of off-the-wall things that happen, just like... Just like wanton violence, especially the first kill, which was completely accidental, which I was just laughing like this, like this, uh, this woman like finds the finds them, finds the bride and and her husband hiding in the bedroom. She goes, oh, I found him. I found him. Look, I found him. She opens the door. Pop. She gets a headshot to the face. 
And then and then the then her uh, I guess her sister in law is like, God damn it, I shot the wrong person. And then she's like, you know, in, in her feeling feelings because like throughout the film, like she she keeps shooting the wrong people, and then she kind of feels bad about it. And her father's trying to calm her down because like, yeah, you're not very good at games. You never were growing up, but you're doing you're trying. You're trying the best you can. Um, but, <laughs> the Bart Simpson, Simpson, at least you tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you killed a couple people you didn't mean to, but it's all right. You, you're putting you're putting your best foot forward. Um, it's 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 a it's a it's a hot mess of a movie, but in in all the right ways. Uh, uh, Samara Weaving is just uh, fantastic. Uh, she plays a badass protagonist, and you kind of and you just want to root for her. Like, I love the directions that the film goes where. It kind of like approaches cliche, but kind of embraces it and kind of subverts it in a couple ways at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending was just ah oh, jolly good. Mwah. Uh, I can't can't get enough of that. Uh, there's also one scene which involves a a, a, sta- a stable and uh, some uh, dead bodies, which look like uh, some the ones in your basement. You don't talk about you don't we don't talk about our friends down below. <laughs> Erase your mind. So ready or not, it's it's a really good film. It's uh it's in theaters now and uh if you're a fan of uh uh black comedies as in like dark humor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um or like just horror films in general, um just something that something that's like different, something that's a, a, original, something that's not a sequel or a remake. Check check it out. Um ready or not, um it is a 20th Century Fox production, which means it is owned by Disney. Uh it, well, it, kudos to Disney for still putting it out. Yeah, it breaks my heart though because it's like all the also all the Fox films are Disney properties now, and I have so many feelings about that. But yeah, ready or not, uh, check it out. Um, it's 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 bloody good. Um, yeah, go in with a full stomach like I did, and you'll enjoy yourself. I would I would watch this. I mean, I would say like Mits, if you watch Midsommar first, Ready or Not would be like the nice palate cleanser. You know, it's like a tamer version. Okay. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and uh yeah, man. Um besides that, just uh just trying to catch up on some comics, you know? Like what? Um I started reading East of West, uh, uh so popular image comics a series. I read the first uh five issues. Um it's actually pretty good. It's 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 it's, it's kind of like a slow burn. It basically revolves around like the it's like alternate history. Yeah. Um, basically where the Civil War never really ended. It kind of evolved into a Cold War. And like the main protagonist is uh, Death, the one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And like he's and like he's uh trying to look for his son and he finds his wife in in issue five. And uh I think um I think I think East of West is about to wrap up. I think they're like forty six or forty seven issues. So I think they're on issue forty three, I think. So they're almost wrapping up. So it's a good time for me to read it because, like, I remember Jim Savard. Shout, shout outs to him. He actually gave me the first twenty five issues for free. He was just giving them away. Oh, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'll take them. And I just never got around to reading them until last week. I'm like, okay, this is a slow burn. I like this. So I'm interested to see where this series goes. It's very unique, very unique, and like, you're not sure where it's gonna go. But it's definitely something to check out if you're an Image Comics fan. Mm-hmm. My girl's heated, actually. Mm. Oh, why is she heated? Because she got in the saga. Uh-huh. She read all the issues. 
obviously faster than me because I was picking them up on release, all the trades on release. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's it? Oh, she read the issue 50. She read, yeah, she read, she, yeah, she read them all. Nice. She's like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> When's the next one coming out? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, oh, no. <laughs> hey, man, you know, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, they need that break. They need to, you know, get themselves mentally prepared for the next run. Cause it's, it's been a year, I think, now. Yeah, it has been, yeah. All right, it's time to get back on the ship. Come on. <laughs> Come on, let's go. I need to see this transition now. Hey, good things come to those who wait, you know? I've waited long enough. <laughs> I've waited long enough. Oh, man. Yeah, Saga is the best. It is such a Is it safe to say that you're an Image fan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. It's like way, there's a lot of good Image comics out there. Spawn 300 came out today. I heard. Just yeah. get, I swear, just get it. Just, it's a cash cow comic. Just mm. get it just for the sake of having it, mm. getting it, you know? If you happen to meet Todd, get it signed and get that shit graded. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, put it on eBay. You don't even have to do that. Mm. You can if you if you can, you can if you want to. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, like I told you about a buddy of mine from work. Like he just said, oh, I got a shit ton of comic books that I've had for years. You know, I'm just gonna dig through them. I gotta show you what I got and all that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Dude had New Mutants 89. He has the first, but he had both the first appearance of Deadpool and Cable. Wow. Just sitting there and still in great condition. Hey. Sitting there. Hey, hang on to those or sell them. He was actually going to be like, hey, come over, go through them, sell you ones that you, sell you anyone that you want. Wow. And did you get those? Nah, I couldn't do that to him. He's such a good guy. And I was like, you know, I really, and I never took him up on his off. I never went over his house mm. until he just decided to like go through him and he found him. We started talking about, you know, you know, getting books graded and stuff. And yeah, he, mm. he was, he remembered. He's like, you know, what? I think I have it. You mm-hmm. better not. Lo and behold, he had it from like when he first purchased it, wow. or first print. Man, that is a rarity. You think? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still in mint condition. Great condition. Wow, yeah, he should get get it graded if he hasn't. Yeah, he told he told me he has, but he's actually waiting to meet Rob Liefeld first. Okay, because when you go to like Comic Cons and stuff, like you can get him graded right then and there. Nice. So it's like he'll sign it, and then he'll have a uh, CGC or a CBCS witness right then and there. Mm-hmm. You, usually, Rob deals with CGC, but yeah. um, yeah, he he's he witnesses you doing it, gives you the stickers, and then you take it to the boot, take it to the grading booth at the at your comic-con and they just handle the rest send it out put nice. it in this nice little case and everything and then just boom it's golden mm-hmm. nice that's what's up no yeah. it's like you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh what i've been up to uh what's up dina and liz hey. and mark and nick <laughs> oh is that your viewing party yeah no it's on my it's, i just regularly post it but yeah oh, okay. most of my friends uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I went out. Uh, we went out to the uh, me and my girl. We went out to the LOL, the Laugh Outside Lounge, over at uh, One Forty Eight Pavilion Bar and Lounge. Mm-hmm. Great memories there. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a nice little comedy sh- comedy show in the in the um, you know from in the area. Uh, featured some local comedians like Mr. Kuze from uh, Pawtucket. 
um, Darren Rivera from Cal- from um, Connecticut, and then also uh, Chris, he was who's the headliner, Chris Sne- C Snacks Clark. Mm-hmm. All right, and he's actually a famous YouTuber who he just reviews snacks on his cup for out of his car. He what? Reviews snacks for- outside of his car. Okay. Like he just eats them and he just tells you how it is, but he's in a obviously a comedic way. So mm-hmm. it was a very fun. It was a very fun show hosted by a friend of the show, former you know one time guest, and he'll be back soon. Uh, Bad lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, it was a, it was a great time. I laughed so hard, and it was just great to see like Rhode Island comedians, you know, just doing their thing. Mm. So also, um, next up, I uh, I did a Twitch stream this past weekend. I think I think it's still up because Twitch streams only last for like two weeks unless you put them on YouTube. Yeah. Of a, uh, I did it. Of I actually bought. It was it was a discount copy, but Shenmue, one and two. Oh wow. Yeah, published by Sega for the Dreamcast in 1999, developed by uh, Sega AM2. Mm-hmm. And um, the story revolves around uh, martial art, the martial artist Ryo Hazuki as he sets out for revenge, sets out revenge for the murder of his father in 1980s Yokosuka, Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the game combines, you know, open worlds, brawler battles, and quick time events. Now, I, before I move on, mm-hmm. my quick review is like I was really bored. Yeah, because all I got was stories and just walking around like, "Hey, did this happen? This happen?" It just reminds me of like a really, it was like a really bad Telltale game. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my boy Ronnie, he was like egging me about it. He was like, "Yo, you should really get it. You got it for cheap. Just finish it, finish it, finish it, finish it. Wait till you get to the fighting. You really enjoy it. You know, even though it's retro, you know, it's all everything's outdated. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it." But I'm like, "Okay, okay." Nick Thomas is like, "The game is the shit." Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Have you even heard of it? Shenmue? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Damn. Where the hell has I been? Yeah. I heard it was... A, it was a... It was like a cult. It was a cult favorite back in the Dreamcast That's days. what... Yeah. That was what I'm reading up. And at that time, it actually became the most expensive video game ever developed. Hmm. Yeah. With an estimated cost of 47... Between 47 and 70 million. Though, develop, though, though development also covered its sequel, Shenmue 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it more time. Yeah, but it was really boring. Like I literally was watching the cut the timer on the on the Twitch stream. Yeah, and it was literally just ten minutes of just cinematic story. Oh, bro, that was a lot. Wow, was the story even interesting? At least it was Wait, just the bad guy killed his father. Oh, and it was just like wow, this this, this could have been more. Mm-hmm. And the voice acting was awful, but I mean, I'm just, <laughs> it, it's it evolved. I guess it evolved, and there's supposed to be a Shenmue three in the works too. Yeah, but, it's currently being uh, crowdfunded. Uh, yeah, that's another thing I'm hearing. So, I'm gonna give it more time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it more time. Nick Tom, yeah. Nick Thomas is you know Jones and Ford as well. So, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see what's up. Okay. I probably won't Twitch stream it. Yeah. But we shall see. So next up on my little eBay and my Amazon eBay spending spree. <laughs> Balling out of control. This one I actually had a gift card. Yeah. And oh my god, you know how I always say I'm a child of the nineties? Yes. 
Damn it, the Fantastic Four and the animated series. Wow. Man. This is on the Marvel Action Hour, right? Yep. With Iron Man? Yep. <laughs> Shit. Holy crap. The complete 94-95 animated TV series. Yes, ran for two seasons from September 94 to when it officially canceled in wow. February 1996. Part of, oh, like you just said, part of the Marvel Action Hour with Iron Man. Features Stan Lee speaking before each episode in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice cast featured Bo Weaver as Mr. Fantastic, Laurie Allen as Invisible Woman, Brian Austin Green from 90210 playing the... <laughs> Human Torch in season one with Quentin Flynn uh, taking over the role in season two mm-hmm. with Chuck McCann as the thing. And oh my goodness, God damn, this shit does not it like doesn't. it's fun to watch sing the theme song. And mm-hmm. but oh, my God, that 90s choppy animation was on fire. Yeah. That all oh, that voice acting was Awful. <laughs> Brian Austin Green was. It has to be. It has to be his first voiceover role. God, we should call ourselves the Fantastic Four. Oh my God, I'm on fire, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. Oh my goodness, I'm flying. <laughs> That's Emmy award-winning dialogue right there. Oh Jesus, it was. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm actually going to finish it. It's four disc. Mm, how many episodes? Uh, each se- th- twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Like yeah, thirteen e- thirteen each season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Half hour. Well, twenty minute episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is this is something I can firmly put in my rear view. It, you. I I enjoyed it as a kid. Like I brought up some bad. I it brought up great memories. Like it used to come on real early in the morning. I come from going to bed late at night mm-hmm. on a Friday, Friday no on a Saturday night after yep. watching Snick. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I wake up. This came on at like seven. Yep, it and did. I woke up mm-hmm. to watch both Iron Man and the Fantastic Four. More looking forward to Iron Fantastic Four. My dad was a Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. But wow. man, wow! Now, have you ever seen the uh, the bootleg uh, Roger Corman movie from the nineties? I don't want to. Oh man, I know it's. But I've seen pictures of it, and I think I've seen enough. I've seen footage of it, like on YouTube, some clips. I'm like, wow! I don't know if I can watch the whole thing at once. You know what? And this was to, this was to the point. It was just funny when DC was killing Marvel in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, back in the 90s, it was Batman, Batman Returns, right. and then Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and then Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steel, Shaq. Steel was a DC property. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I could, I could see them rebooting Steel, but the question is, who could play the character? Please bring Shaq again, just because. <laughs> Shaq is back. Shaq attack. <laughs> Shaq attack. I'm Shaq's stealing. one of those kind. Of, he's one of those celebrities. You can just. It's Shaq. He kind of can just do whatever he wants now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm steel. Covered in icy hot. <laughs> oh, God. Driving on the general car insurance. Shaq Fu. It's a great game. Oh, the hell it is. 
It was so Shaq food was so bad. Like Shaq was the worst character in the game. Yeah. Hey, you, you ever played the remake that they had? They did have a remake, and I never, I never got it. Well, I, yeah, I, I think that's money well saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless I get somebody just gives me a, somebody gives me like a PlayStation like gift card, then yeah, I'll, I won't get it. Yeah, I wouldn't get it. So then. Also, during my weekly pickups, and I think you should pick it up too, just for you know, for as it's a milestone. Mm. Turn it into you, just bring my shit in. Marvel 1000. This is actually the standard cover. There's been there like so many different variant covers. 80 years, so you know, 80 years of Marvel, mm-hmm. 80 creative teams, one universe. Each page has its own story. These are all. The people that worked on this one issue. Well, goddamn, one thousand like yeah. Marvel Comics, like like there's like there's a series just called Marvel Comics. Yeah. Oh, well, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh my god, the Marvel Comics one, the first Marvel comic, period, that featured the original Fantastic Four. Oh my god, hey Ashley, but um, yeah. I mean, I haven't even gotten gotten to start reading yet. I just kind of skimmed through it, but yeah, each page has its has one just one story. Hmm. Okay. Wow, that's, that's pretty audacious. So it's just like one story, like boom, and that's it. Just like told in a few panels. Yeah. Wow. That's some that's some short form storytelling right there. Yeah, and I've been hearing nothing but good reviews on it. People have been saying that it's just a, it's a lot of fun, and this is just a cool issue to have, like. Mm. 1,000 because, you know, obviously you can't get a hold of Marvel Comics 1 unless you're freaking Jeff Bezos. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, nah, I, I would definitely advise you to check that out. Mm-hmm. And my biggest, biggest recommendation mm-hmm. that I checked out, oh, my God, Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones. <laughs> My God, if you are one of those people who just get offended by damn near anything, this ain't for you. Because he, cro- not only does he cross the line, but he jumps backflips over it. He does. In fact, I just watched this special before you got here. Please tell me you enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, my God. How was your weekend? How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like... Yeah, yeah. Sticks and Stones, it definitely, like you said, it, it steps on the line. It crosses the line gleefully. Um, I've I actually read a bunch of reviews before watching it, and a lot of the reviews were just like, the ones that I've read were like very, very mixed to like just completely condemning the show, like accusing, oh, Dave Chappelle, he's transphobic, he's homophobic, he's, oh my God, like, like how can anybody support him? And I watched a special, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is this this is basically the same Chappelle we've seen for years. Like nothing has changed. The alphabet people. <laughs> yeah, oh, the alphabet people thing. I was like, I, at first I, I kind of winced because I'm like, where are you going with this, Dave? But then as he broke it down, like it actually like he didn't he wasn't make, he wasn't mocking. Like the LGBTQ community, like like he he illustrated all of them like being in a, in a similar in the same car. Yeah, and he kind of illustrated like from his perspective like some of the discord that that members in those communities do face, 
And uh, I, thought, I thought I thought that was actually kind of insightful. It, it was. Yeah, he he definitely said some insightful shit. But goddamn, I was like, oh man, when he talked about R. Kelly, he's like, he's like, they asked me to be part of that documentary, and I'm just like, I don't know this motherfucker. <laughs> and it breaks the it breaks that stereotype that all black celebrities know each other. <laughs> yeah, because like because like you know because he did the whole famous R. Kelly PNU sketch. Which, is st- which still holds up today. Actually, holds up even more today. Yeah, it it does it does for better or worse. And yeah. I hope that motherfucker goes to prison, R. Kelly. Yeah, because uh, like you said, there's another tape. Yeah, he. I think there's he mentioned another it. Another tape, and I'm like, mm. I don't know if I. I did see the first one in high school. I was like, do I really want to see the second one? Hmm. Um, also, um, interestingly, about when he mentioned uh, the about how Dream Hampton, who was the exec- executive producer of Surviving R. Kelly, yeah. how he said that she reached out to him. She actually clarified on Twitter. Did she um, really? Yeah. Uh, she said that. Um, let me see. Uh, she said, um, uh, I also obviously. Well, she said that. Um, I also obviously didn't need Chappelle to talk about R. Kelly personally. I wanted him to talk about the two pieces of cultural criticism criticism he produced about R. Kelly for the Chappelle show, the, the R. Kelly skits, yeah. pee on you. Um, she also says, uh, quick, quick fact check. I didn't personally or casually invite Chappelle to be interviewed for the documentary. The producer responsible for celebrity outreach officially asked him more than once. I haven't seen or talked to him in about eight years. It's weird that he told his joke that way. And that's what that's all she said. Maybe it was probably how the um, the producer of out of celebrity outreach probably just how he approached them. Probably, yeah. And plus, like with stand up comedy, like there is like exaggeration that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, that has to be. And, yeah, and but, oh yeah, but, wait, go on. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, like watching, but watching this the 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 jokes so like especially like his jokes about like about michael jackson which whew, i mean that's some rough stuff but yo it's like it's like with with stand-up comedy i think what a lot of people do forget and i do agree, i do agree that to a certain degree that there is some heightened sensitivity nowadays i mean for for good for valid reasons as well as some invalid reasons i feel but in stand-up comedy like it's like heightened exaggeration. It's like it's not the person actually like spewing out their actual opinions. It's like it's like stand-up comedy comedians like take a take a, a deliberately askew view and try to go all over the top, deliberately outrageous to provoke a reaction and to, to so you, to yeah you know, to make you laugh, make you think a little bit. It's not them like actually like voicing their opinion. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I hate trans people. What? Like, no, that that that's, that was, that wasn't the case at all. But although the Michael Jackson jokes, man, I was like, ooh. And, and, and the French actor, oh. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. <laughs> He's like, at oh. first we were rooting for her. But the black community held, held back because we like, motherfucker's lying. <laughs> yeah. Me, me, no, he is something right in the water. And then when you think, once he told the story, I was like, yeah, he's lying. I'm like, there's... Trump supporters walking around in Chicago <laughs> at two in the morning. Yep, sixteen degrees outside. Side, yeah, just 
and 16 degrees in Chicago is basically a negative 50. Yeah. <laughs> they don't call it the Windy City for nothing. Exactly. It's like Cat Williams said. He's like, Chicago is so cold, you have to get a coat from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, especially like uh, there was like one 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 line that I was I was chuckling at when he said that um when he talked about how his uh, father like didn't want him to touch the thermostat when he was a kid, so they all like, they were bundled, they were basically like shivering at home all cold, and then like there was like one point where like uh Ch- like Dave Chappelle asked his dad like for three dollars to go to the like to the, the dance. dance. And then his father's like, uh, we can't afford it. And then Dave Chappelle's like, you can't afford $3? How are we alive? <laughs> I was dying He's at like, that. He's like, I hate being poor. Listen, poor is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, we are broke. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? There is a difference, though. <laughs> there is, yeah. Oh, I fucking love that special. Yeah. I love it. I think it's honestly one of his best ones to date. Oh yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with you there. And it was so weird. Like for the longest time, up until like last week, I think like it legitimately had zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, by critics, but the audience score was like way higher, like like upper nineties. I yeah, think. Yeah. So fuck you, critics. <laughs> Stick up the ass, motherfuckers. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like Chappelle hasn't changed. I mean, no. although I I will say like I was kind of like. I don't know when he was defending Louis C.K. I mean, it was kind of funny, but it was like at the same time, I was like, you know, Louis C.K. is kind of a scumbag. But I just laughed it off. Right. But you know, it, it was it was in the guise of comedy, and I did I did take a I did I didn't finish it, but I did watch the Q and A he had right after. Did you have a chance to see that? You just keep watching, right? Yeah, you keep watching through the end credits, and it goes automatically goes to the Q and A he did at Broadway. It's like twenty minutes. See, now that I have to watch. Yeah, so if like if you if you like queue it up on Netflix. Go to the end credits, let it play out, and it'll go right to the Q and A. Because Brian, because yeah, I I heard about it, and I haven't had a chance to do it. But then Brian, shout out to him, we watched uh, AEW together, and uh, he was telling me he's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. Like he just let it play. He let it play. Maybe he's like, you know how when they show the end credits or something, they'll show like coming up next in three, two, one. No, you yeah. have to like quickly. Yeah, like. Go- yeah, like the end credits will 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 play out, and then it then the the prompt will pop up. Yeah. Yep. But so you can't you have to get rid of the prompt. Uh no, well you have to let, just let it play. It's like literally five seconds. Oh okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty insightful, man. I laughed so hard. I laughed hard. I actually like we watched a we watched a movie and I kind of fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. Then I realized I'm like, damn, it's still early. I'm like, yeah, this movie. I must no, it was on a Tuesday, so I was like tired. Mm. And then I get so then I'm like, let me just throw this on. It is pretty early, and oh my god, I laughed. Mm-hmm. I laughed. It was so worth it. So worth it. Yeah, it's uh, and plus like his 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 uh, bit about the shotgun, the buckshot, and the and the pellets. Um, he did. Yeah. Oh, that was that was great. He's like meth heads. They just have a little. <laughs> you can tell they're on meth when they just shoot him. They're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh my! <laughs> but Dave it, Chappelle still got it. He still got it, man. The dude's in his late forties, man. He's uh, he he's he's still trucking along, man. Netflix has been has been good to him. Oh yeah, they have, and Comedy Central is kicking themselves in the ass right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, ever since Chappelle. Like, the last last good thing they had was Key and Peele. And that's only... So they only had, like, certain hits. More yeah. misses than hits, though. I thought, I, thought, I thought they were hit and miss, too. I thought they had more hits than misses, but... They, they just didn't appeal to me. Like, I love yeah. the East-West Bowl. Yeah. With all the pe- with all the players' names. And, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it was too rep- too repetitive. But after a while, then they did the rap video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dan Smith, top five dead or alive. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, Obama shaking all the, dapping up all the black people, but properly shaking all the white people's hands. Yeah. Um, what was another one? The Substitute Teacher is a classic. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. As my fan, I drafted A. As my when I drafted Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy league, I'm like, yo, who's your quarterback? A.A. Ron. <laughs> I literally, I think almost pretty much everybody I know whose name is Aaron, mm-hmm. I refer to them as A.A. Ron. Yeah. You, you just can't help it. I mean, people have been calling me Carl Winslow for years. <laughs> Aaron's your name is A.A. Ron from now on. Carl Otis Winslow. Yep. <laughs> Coral, yeah, Dead. yeah. Now that Walking Dead's out, I'm Carl. I'm Carl. Yeah. B Rob from Random Ramblings with Rob and mm. Wrestling is Trash. He just yep. literally refers to me as Carl. Uh. <laughs> That's just how he says my name. Yeah. And then we got Carl. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that show needs to end. <laughs> is it still going? I think they have a. I think they renewed for another season. Yeah. I think they have a new season coming out soon. Oh. It's about that time. Walking Dead's been it's been so dead that I forgot it was on. Yeah, man. They're plugging along. Like they're like the I don't know. Gee, even the, the comic books and that that should say something. Yeah. It actually ended. So much to the surprise of everyone. Yeah, dude. I made sure I, I made sure I had my copy. Mm-hmm. The final issue? Yeah. Yeah. Do I got two copies? I think I do. I need to go through my boxes again. Mm. But um, did I do anything else? I watched all out. Something to Russell was actually pretty good this week. Uh, SummerSlam 89. Uh, they did a watch along for that. Oh, God. I, I actually had fun watching out watching that one. So I download the new. Make sure you check out the latest uh, Something to Russell with Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. I mean, gee, Ultimate Warrior was so bad. Oh jeez! He's like, hey, so how did worry? How did Rick Rude like like working with Ultimate Warrior? He hated it. And like, there was what there was one um skit that they had on a re- episode of like Superstars or whatever. It was like they Hogan. I mean, um, Warrior and Rick Rude were doing a pose up, were doing a pose down. Yeah. Bobby Heaton sprayed oil in Warrior's eyes, and Bruce was like, and there goes Ultimate Warrior not selling shit. <laughs> and he literally was just taking taking oil to the eyes. That sounds so bad, yeah. but he was just taking it, and Warrior just did not sell it. Of course, to the point where I was telling you before before we went on the air, and mm. I showed this to Brian. Hopefully, he's still listening, still watching. Whereas, like they showed it, they had a little set, they had a little um, segment where Rick Rude was knocked out. And Warrior was just carrying Rick Rude on his shoulders, and Bobby Heenan—he looked like he was about to attack Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan begging, not begging him to stop. Mm-hmm. And remember, back in the day, the entranceway was literally just the concrete floor and two fences. That was your aisle. Yep. And Warrior just bloop, 
drops Rick Rude, damn near kills him. Just throws him out, just tosses him off him with no protection at all. Good lord. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, I've dropped his ass like a sack of potato. Literally. Literally like a sack of potato. I think I still have it on cue from when I showed Brian. Hmm. So I'll have to I'll have to show it to you afterwards. But he just drops him. I'm like, yep, there you go. This is where Rory almost kills him and stuff. And oh my god, Tony Schiavone was in the commentating team with Jeffrey the Body Ventura. Jesse Ventura cussed him out at the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was the show. That was the show with the infamous when um the SummerSlam backdrop fell and Mean Gene just yells, Oh, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Sean Mooney as the guy in the audience. Mm-hmm. So like when Ultimate Warrior yells, the crowds pop the crowds pop in and then he's just in the audience. I'm like that was cool back in the day, having like the guy in the, like reporting from the audience how like you know how things is going. I don't think they can really do that now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can for certain parts. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. The I don't, I don't see how AEW do can now. definitely do it. Could they? I think they can. I think they can get that. Up. But they're doing. But they, I know is that AEW is doing a lot of old WCW stuff that we just don't see anymore. Yeah, like blood <laughs> for once for starters. <laughs> and then the whole freaking um, when the ring announcer announced how much time there's a time limit on the match. Yep. And they will announce that there's like ten minutes left for the match. Oh yeah, like like New Japan does. Oh, New Japan does. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like every five minutes. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't even notice that's what they were watching. I just get so caught up in there. Y'all cover absolute carnage yet? Yes, I did. Even Kyle says all around beautiful. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I know Kyle's getting getting back into comic collecting. He is. Uh, which reminds me, Kyle, I still have that uh, Justice League uh, New 52 hardcover if you want it. So put it off to the side for you. Um, but yeah, since you were talking about wrestling, um, had some thoughts about uh, this past weekend. With uh, All Out and uh, TakeOver Cardiff, which you've seen both shows, of course, right? I did. Yeah. I actually enjoyed both shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't... I enjoyed that Cesaro, excuse me, Claudio Castagnoli match. Yep, with Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. This is an interesting character. Yeah. Um, That tag match was fucking fire. Oh, yeah. The Grizzled Young Veterans versus... Um, let me see. Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey, and uh, Wolfgang versus Flash Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews. I was going for Flash and Mark the whole entire... Mark Andrews is actually my favorite NXT UK wrestler. Yeah, he's really good. I'm, I'm really glad that he finally has some gold around his waist because he deserves it. Yeah, and then I like Jordan Devlin too. But, um... Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Walter... Oh man, yo, that for me was the match of the weekend. Him versus Tyler Bate. That was how long was that match? That match was like forty-two minutes. It it was pretty long. Yeah, it was it was forty-two minutes, and like the cardio on the on those two men, like how they could just kept kept going and going. And Walter was like the full-on heel. Like the crowd was chanting "Fuck you, Walter!" at times. Like the crowd was pro Tyler Bate, and Tyler Bate, yo, this dude is what twenty-two years old i think yeah because he got signed when he was 19 yeah and he won the uk championship at nine yeah he was like 19 yeah and like yo this dude is like a bona fide star bona fide main eventer like this dude like 
It's scary. It's absolutely frightening to to know how good Tyler Bate is right now doing at his age. Ger- doing dead, he did deadlift. He did a deadlift German on Walter. Yeah, yeah. One hundred and seventy-five pound Tyler Bate deadlift German suplexing all what all two hundred and ninety-seven pounds of the ring general. That's almost double his weight. Yeah. Yeah, almost gave him a little airplane spin at one point. Like, this match was just... It's definitely going on my top 10 matches of the year. There's no way it's not getting on that list. Like, that was a hell of a match. And, yo, if you haven't seen any other NXT UK show, then this hopefully should convert you. And plus, like, um, with the tag team match, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, they made history, becoming the first... A uh, uh, Wales-born uh, WWE Welsh. champions of any kind. Well, yep, yeah, first Welsh champions of any kind in WWE history, uh, which is actually pretty remarkable. I'm like, like, damn, man, nobody, nobody, put, nobody puts respect on Mason Ryan's name. Remember him? <laughs> Who? Uh, the Batista clone. Who? Mason Ryan. Who? He was in the core. Who? He was in a uh, Nexus. You mean those guys with the ends on their arm? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The same group that Husky Harris was in. Yep, and uh, Michael McGillicuddy. Yeah, Ezekiel Jackson was it? Yeah, Ezekiel Jackson was in it, the, aka the final ECW World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that match was absolutely fire. Forty-two minutes, twelve seconds for the United Kingdom Championship. <sighs> Yo, I I, I want to see. Walter versus Cesaro. We need that match. Walter versus Drew McIntyre. We definitely need that match too. Yo, just just send them both to the, to the UK brand because Vince ain't doing nothing with them. No, they're not. They're not. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, but definitely check that match out. The tag team match, also with uh with those three tag teams. Also, um, Cesaro versus Ilya Dragunov. That those are dope. Um. Also, AEW All Out. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a bit too long. I think with their pay-per-views, they should definitely keep it like three, three and a half hours. Five hours is way too long because when you tack on the pre-show. Oh, okay. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch the pre-show at all. Yeah, the pre-show was like uh, Nyla Rose in the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal. She won that uh, match. Um, although, interestingly, there was a botch during that contest because um, Roddy Piper's daughter... She went uh, off the middle rope. She went through the middle rope, and they just never acknowledged it. I thought she was going to, like, come in, like, right at the very end and, like, dump Nyla Rose out to win, <laughs> but that never came to pass. But Nyla Rose is the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. She's going to be cha- challenging 98 pounds of fury in Riho. Oh, boy. At, at the first AEW TV show, October 2nd. That's going to be, well. It's th- going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, because Nyla Rose has the size advantage, but Riho, believe it or not, has the experience edge because she's 22, but she's been wrestling professionally since she was nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder, like, was that the nine-year-old girl that Kenny Omega had a match with? I wonder. That's what I thought, too. Like, I thought, And there was also, maybe, was it the same girl who, uh, young girl who slapped Minoru Suzuki? <laughs> and Suzuki tried to choke her out? There was, like, there was footage of that. Oh, yeah. um, he said it over and over again. <laughs> One thing that we kept saying over over and over again was that we just kept saying, like, we're going to see that guy in person. We're going to see. I'm like, I'm going to see Kenny. 
I'm going to see. Oh, my God. Me. We're going to see a boy in his dinosaur. Yeah. We saw two boys in a dinosaur. Marco. Marco Stunt. 12-year-old Marco Stunt doing his thing. He's 23. Yeah. Uh, nine-year-old Marco Stunt. No, he does look like he's not. I'm like, how old is this kid? With like, to the point where it's like, yo, when he does that freaking Fortnite Flaws dance, I was like, yo, he really looks like a little kid doing it. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, who who brought their son to the ring? Exactly. Taking bumps and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely enjoy Kenny versus Pac. That was good. The bastard. That was Holy. good. Unexpected finish, too. Yeah. Like, but see, here's the thing. Kenny still finished strong. He did. By passing out. Mm-hmm. Put Pac over, finished strong by passing out. Yep. And damn it, the man himself made his debut. The King of Sloth style. Yes. Orange Cassidy. Who I'm going to see on October 9th. Yeah. Boston's his hometown, I believe, right? I heard something about that. Yeah. Dude, hands in his pockets the whole time. He just... Freshly squeezed. Runs out, and then he freaking does a suicide dive. Yep. With his, with his hands in his pockets. Get, he got, <laughs> gets back in the ring, kicks up. Mm-hmm. Hands never left his pockets. No, still had his glasses on the whole time. Whole time, too. too. <laughs> I was like, you can't fuck with Orange Cassidy, man. I was like, yo, he's a fucking trooper. I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, Orange Cassidy is 10 years ahead of his time. We're not ready for a man of his athletic caliber. I mean, my God. You talk about AJ Styles. You talk about Nakamura. You talk about freaking Daniel Bryan. Oh, Seth. Seth Rollins. Amateur hour. All those men. Orange Cassidy. See, is on a whole no. nother level. We're not, we're not ready for him. We're not ready for the cast. But I'm going to see it in person. How do you think I'm going to feel? Man. Sh- Man. I'm, going, I'm coming in, that, in the next show like. I, I saw a sloth style of the person, man. Yeah. <laughs> so how you feel? I, I, I saw a sloth style in person. And that's all you need to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see MJF. Did you see what MJF did when he came out with fucking DDP and um, Cody? Oh, what did he do? He He's walking away from DDP and he goes, he puts the diamond up mm-hmm. and then turns it upside down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically bringing back the only memorable line from the movie Ready to Rumble. Oh, I've never seen that movie. I've never seen it either, but the only thing I remember is a diamond upside down is a pussy. Oh. <laughs> well, of course. Of course, MGF would uh, reference that. They said this was... Brian said, the man wears a shirt of himself wearing a shirt of himself. Orange Cassidy? Yes. <sighs> See, that's what I'm talking about. That's that next level thinking right there. Who could, who could, who could conceive such creative brilliance I, like I that? Just him. Yeah, man. It's, it's, that's the GOAT. Yeah. I, I think Orange Cassidy, like, like he, he's, he's bigger than the AEW championship. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. I think the belt, I think the belt is not ready for Orange Cassidy, not the other way around. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but yo, but speaking of like crazy stuff, like the craziest ladder match I've seen in I've, many years. I, that's that's actually my match of the weekend. Mm. A con- Pentagon Junior 
hits a Canadian destroyer off a ladder onto a table in the middle of the ring. I, I, I like Twitter was Twitter was like posting the the clip and the gif. I watched that gif like dozens of times. I'm like studying it. I'm just like I still can't believe what I'm what I what I saw. And it was perfect too. Exactly. Dead square in the middle of the table. Yeah, goddamn fucking Matt, Matt Jackson almost got fucked up when Ooh. he went through those tables and only one broke. Yeah, because like the ladder was too short and his feet clipped the top rope and then like he instantly like dived headfirst into the. Into the, into the table. Like, he crashed headfirst. Yeah. Oh, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel versus uh, Hot Topic and Joey Janela. <laughs> yep, Hot Topic. Joey. Yep, that's pretty much it. And Jimmy Havoc, the Hot Topic dude, you won the match. Dar- Darby Allen is the Hot Topic. I, I will say, I want them to be a tag team. Mm-hmm. And they call themselves Hot Topic. Yeah. Get Sponsored it. by the company. They could make it happen. They got the billions of dollars to do it. Hell, they got they got all out was sponsored by All In mm-hmm. last year was yep. sponsored by Hot Topic. Was it Hot Topic that sponsored? I thought they it was just it. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel and Hot. They had a deal with Hot Topic oh. where they can get their merchandise. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey. Also with pro wrestling tees as well. Of course. Yep. Although I will say, like to Darby Allen, like he's a young kid, but yo, that them coffin drops with the barrel. Dude, you're gonna be shortening your career like by three decades if you don't if you don't cut that shit out or minimize that shift like twice a year. But, We've only seen it twice, so. I mean, that should be his allotment. Just like six of regular matches, dude, and some high regular oh, high fly moves. The chair flip. Yo, when Joey Janela like he he flipped Mon- sitting down. Monkey flipped still and still landed sitting down on the chair. Yeah, that. I, I had to stand up and clap for that one. That was. I actually went up to get to go to the bathroom, and luckily we watched it the next day. He paused. Brian paused and went back. It's like I just heard screaming. I'm like what happened? What happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. Showed it again. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, that shit was insane. That was. Although, like, there was also a, a spot. Like, it was like a Joey Janela pulled out a tennis racket. That was like a, a, a middle finger to Jim Cornette. Corny. <laughs> he was like, motherfucker. <laughs> But man, uh, let's talk about the main event though. We have history made: the first ever AEW World Champion, the Goat Y2J, the Pain Maker. He's not Y2J anymore. Mm. He's he's just Chris Jericho. He's just yeah. He's, he's be Y2. He's always Y2J he, in our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho, the former Lionheart, the Pain Maker, the frontman of Fozzy, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, the man of a thousand and four holes, uh, the the you know he the man with the, the list, man with the list. Uh, he got a clipboard over. He did um, a stupid phrase, just saying, "You stupid idiot." Yeah, and that's over. He even got the word "it" over. <laughs> Like, this dude is like a one-man wrestling Mount Rushmore. And this man, he had a good match with Adam Page. But uh, Adam Page gave it his all. But at the end, Chris Jericho prevailed with that sudden Judas effect, that spinning back elbow, pinned him for the one, two, three. Crowd crowd went unglued. So Chris Jericho is your first ever AEW world champion. And... You know what? At first, I was pulling for Adam Page because, like, I was thinking, hey, you know, new talent, new face, new organization. But Chris Jericho winning it is the right business move. Yeah. Because. Gotta bring those eyes in. Yep. You bring those eyes in, and then Chris Jericho can be the measuring stick 
for all the new talent. And then Adam Page can have more time to build himself up to the crowd. Exactly. And then older talent puts over younger talent. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, and Ray, yes, I'm going to the AEW show in Boston. Yes, he is. Um, Wearing a Kenny Omega shirt, and then I'm going to buy it. I just want a simple AEW shirt. Oh, yeah. I I like that logo a lot. Yeah, I'm just going to get it. But then something transpired. Happened yesterday, right? Uh, What's up? Wait, first of all, um, Chris Jericho has a new song. He has a new song out. Oh, yeah? He uh, collaborated with Lou Bega. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm actually going to pull it up and, uh, and play it. The Mambo song? Yep. Wow. He did a remix to Mambo Number no. 5. Oh, my God. Where the fuck is it? Yeah, and Chris Jericho. Oh, wait. And Chris Jericho is the only person alive that can take, that can take a hot tub bath wearing a scarf, drinking a bit of the bubbly. At the same See, time. And that's where... And that's where... <laughs> Hold on. Man. But yeah, man. Oh, Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, but as, you're, but as you're looking for it, um, I can imagine, like, the, the matches that we'll see, like, Jericho versus Cody for the championship, or, like, Jericho versus, um, say, Pac. Another Jericho Omega uh, rematch. That would be dope, because their match in the Wrestle Kingdom... Uh, in 2018, that was one of my favorite matches of last year. All right, I got it. Okay. I hated that song, by the way. <laughs> Had a lot of airtime back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's already being memed. He's posting this. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah, Jericho, they're making fun of him. He tweets it. But the belt, the belt got stolen, damn it. It got stolen, like we mentioned at the top of the program. But it. Tallahassee police, they recovered it. I can tell you, is I know there's only one person. If he was around, no, this wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened. Hmm. Who? Ralphus. Yes. Where was Jericho's personal security? Where was Ralphus? Ralphus wouldn't let that shit happen. Oh, no. You can't get anything past Ralphus, man. He Top was... flight security of the world, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He should be a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love Ralphus. Um, Kyle Chapman, um, hating as per usual, like like Panthers fans do, claiming what? that stop, claiming that uh, Kenny Omega is overrated. I don't even like pay attention to that anymore because he's not. Oh yeah, as you repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I do like the fact that with AEW that they actually show the win loss records. That's next, cool too. Next to their names, so wins and losses do matter. And I think with Kenny Omega, they are telling a story. Like, like maybe he's like in a funk, like he's just like in a career funk where he just can't quite, uh, can't quite get those wins like he used to. Maybe, it's, maybe, maybe part of that story is like maybe he's putting too much pressure on himself. Like, oh, like a, or, oh, we're all elite wrestling. This is a new brand. I gotta show people what I can do. Maybe that's like, maybe it's like 
putting a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Maybe that's why he's like psyching himself up. Maybe that could and be the story. He goes, I need somebody to help me out and bring in, Co- bring in Kota Ibushi. Oh, the Golden Lovers? Yeah. Well, although Kota Ibushi did sign a lifetime uh, deal with uh, New Japan. Okay, because they need pieces. Yeah. But Jay White ain't doing it. Yeah, Jay White, man, he is. Oh, we we roasted him a couple of weeks. We roasted him a co- um at the SummerSlam. Re- no, we roasted him a co- fucking the last episode. Yeah, like when we did about we talked about like um was it unpopular opinions? No, no. It was like the last episode we did. Like Jay White is so boring, we couldn't even come up with a suitable gimmick, gimmick for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 hard. Kenny Omega's win-loss record is not important. What matters is the quality of matches that uh, the best bout machine puts on every single week starting October 2nd. So wins and losses uh, are irrelevant to, um, in in, in this case, uh, Kyle Chapman, the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. How are your Ravens doing this season? Anyway... (laughs) That was a good comeback, though. I, 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 I can't even be mad at you about that comeback. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, like, football season just started, right? No, it's uh, first game's tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So NFL yeah. 100. 100? Yeah, so 100 season of the NFL. Wow. Damn. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. 100 years, and, uh, <laughs> of course... <laughs> You know, it's been how many years since uh, the Cowboys won? You shut your face. Look at li- listen, Zeke signed. We're having a good day. Leave us alone, Zeke. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the running back, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, he signed. We're happy. Let, let us be happy. Okay. Don't rain. Don't don't rain on our parade. I won't. I won't, I won't rain on your parade. I'll, yeah, you I'll, will. You're gonna, You're about to right now. Listen. I'll, I'll listen. I'll leave it to Stephen A. Smith to do his like hilarious trolling throughout the season. You ever, you ever watch his stay off the weed rants? I never saw. I never seen oh, those. I think you would. Love, I think you would enjoy those stay off the weed rants. <laughs> um, so let's see. Kyle says uh, twenty players getting inducted into the Hall of Fame next year for the NFL. I believe so. Yeah, I, oh. I kind of I fell off with NFL news a little bit. I'll be back on it though. Okay. You know, well, fantasy season and all that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Man, but yeah, man. Uh, AEW All Out, man. One hell of a showcase. Uh, can't wait to see more of uh, the women's division. Uh, Sean Spears as well. Uh, oh, fucking on Anderson! I screamed. Yo, like Arn Anderson hit that spine buster like like he never lost it. The, the crowd came unglued. And his hands like this. Yeah. Yep. And even even Tully Blanchard was getting in on the action too. Like. This dude is like taking punches to the face and he's still going. That old man's strength right there. Man. You want to know something? What's up? You know how big that moment was? The Rock tweeted about it. Mm. And The Rock doesn't really tweet about much about wrestling or anything. The right? Rock fucking hates wrestling. Fuck him. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted a little while ago and I said, listen, like I understand we all, you know, grow up and move on, but mm. The Rock is the biggest. One of the biggest movie stars in the world. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of wrestling fans. Yeah, they put him there. But he don't owe anybody anything. Just just never forget. Stay humble and never forget where you come from. <laughs> Spine to the pine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I marked out, but Cody's dog just was not having that entrance. <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. That I, I, th- thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Cody, dick move of the weekend, dude. If dogs are scared of pyro and loud noises and loud crowds, you should have left your dog in the back. Your dog, that dog was desperate to like run back. <laughs> that dog was like, fuck that. I don't, I mean, I'm not gonna condemn him for it because it's like, like, well, because it was long, because it was like, oh, like the pyro had stopped. Mm-hmm. So you thought it was like, all right, it would have been okay. It would have been okay. Nope. Mm-mm, that dog was not having it. I got a laugh out of that. I mean, it ain't nothing to get all extra offended over anything. I mean, that that was funny. I had a good laugh at that. I was like, nope, that dog was not having it. It was like me watching a freaking, seeing a freaking syringe needle. <laughs> syringe needle? Oh, I have a dad. I have a horrible phobia of needles. Mm, really? Yeah, my dad was a diabetic. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, it just freaked me out seeing him take his insulin. Oh wow! So now it's like to the point like if I see if I see a syringe like I just tense up. Oh wow! Oh interesting. Yeah, and I gotta watch my freaking client do it. He's a diabetic. Mm-hmm. So I gotta watch him do it. Like when he goes to a minister, I just look away because mm-hmm. like I know I get his measurements and stuff. But then once he starts, once he gets ready to take it, I'm like, yep. And then he counts mm-hmm. to help him like get the right doses he needs. Yeah. Once I see he counts to ten, once he gets ten, I'm like, all right, cool. And the uh, needle's like still out. I'm like, mm-hmm, all right, hurry up. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Besides that, like the match was solid. Um, I would say like the the one thing I didn't like about uh, AEW's All Out was I am not feeling the Dark Order at all. I I, th- I think they need they need a gimmick change. They, I think you know what it is. I they just I need to see more of them. Yeah, it, I need to see more of a story behind it. Like, I like that. I, I like not uh, Evil Uno. What's the other one's name? Uh, Evil, Evil uh, Stu Grayson. Yeah, I like his outfits. Yeah, Stu Grayson has that, has that cool Vega-like mask. But besides that, I'm like, I don't know, man. This needs to go back to the drawing board. But besides that, yeah, man, we're we're in for it. October second, yo, when AEW comes on TNT. Yeah, man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move the podcast to uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, <laughs> so because we ain't missing AEW for for anything. Right. We, we've been waiting for this for so long. Viable competition. Mm. All right, I'm actually trying to get into uh, question of the week. All right, Jesus Christ, I have like so many. I got so many notes in my damn phone. Let's see, question of the week. Okay, uh, actually, okay. Well, I have okay, I have one for next week, but. This week's question of the week. Uh, what was your favorite movie starring a wrestler other than The Rock? Mm-hmm. I said They Live. Can't go wrong with that one. So um, on Instagram, King Hannibal Barnes says The Marine. SV Cabrera 97 says Suburban Commando. <laughs> Dallas Store Film said He Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Aponic said The Princess Bride. Yep. Um, Grandmaster Facts says moving with King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Angela and R.I. says no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Age Dream Line Forever. She goes mid, so I think the only thing we can guess we can count is the Marine movies. Yeah. Not seen that one. I have not seen a Marine movie since the first one. Yeah, I've seen parts of the Marine. I'm a, I'm a Marine. <laughs> I'm a Marine. Like, okay, we get it. That's how, John, that's how John Cena talks in the film. I mean, I'm over exaggerating <laughs> a bit. But yeah. uh, ben J. Myers says, "Grown Ups" with Stone Cold, Grown Ups Two. 
Uh, Adam Sandler. Mr. You Lost a Good One said No Holds Barred. I'm going to leave that name alone. <laughs> Killed. Kill Martin Tommy says See No Evil. Mm-hmm. And Hurricane Chuck says The Condemned with Stone Cold. Okay. Yeah. Is it just me? Now, I've never seen The Condemned. Yeah. But isn't that just basically The Hunger Games? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, same concept. I, uh, I know there were some answers on our Facebook. I'm actually surprised that, we, that uh, did well. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Dent, shout out to him, said, only one, I have a few, No Holds Barred, because it was a childhood favorite. Mm-hmm. Piper's Day Live and Stone Cold the Condemned. Oh, and seen as the Marine and Cock Blockers, which I actually heard was funny. Hmm. Rob Roberts said, They Live, starring Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Threat, Hulk Hogan, Suburban Commando, or John Cena and Cock Blockers. Yep. Uh, Liana says, Hulk Hogan and Mr. Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and Nick Quattrini, very hard to pick only one. Stone Cold and the Condemned or Piper and They Live. Also, Hell Comes to Frog. Hell Comes to Frog Town with Piper is good. Definitely, definitely it's a tie between Austin and Piper. Mm-hmm. And Eddie said, The Miz and the Marines said no one ever. Said no one ever. <laughs> Austin and the Condemned. Mm. So... This week's question of the week. What is your favorite hip-hop movie? Oh, man. Favorite hip-hop movie. Oh, man. There's some, there's some good ones, actually. There's some good ones. Um, hmm. Would you count... Dope as a hip-hop movie? I consider it one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dope. I really like that movie. That came out in 2015. Shameik Moore. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good movie. If you haven't seen Dope, you should. Mine's, I'm going with a classic. Which one? Beat Street. <laughs> I love me some Beat Street. Hey, Beat Street's a, it's a cultural artifact. It, it was. It just showed all the elements of hip-hop and all just in one movie. Like, it didn't just focus on breaking like everybody was rapping it was djing uh graffiti art that rainbow death scene mm-hmm. um breaking graffiti and like all of them like i just i love that movie. and back when i was watching it when i was like when i was breakdancing myself mm-hmm. and i studied it a lot okay hmm. so yeah i have to go b street so it's another good one um hustle and flow Hustle and Flow was good. Yeah. Oscar winning. Yeah. 3 6 Mafia. Mafia <laughs> it's hard out here. And for Queen Latifah went hood in front of all them bougie ass critics and white folks. She did. I mean, I would too. Shit. I mean, like 3 6 Mafia winning an Oscar. And they had some good ass songs in that, mo- in that movie, though. They did. Whoop That Trick was actually a good song. It was, legitimately. Terrence Howard could rap in the film. That- in the movie, yeah. The movie, Trust yeah. me, it was all written for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, can you imagine him trying to rap now with, a, with his guitar? You know? Man. Hey, what's good with you, man? Man. <laughs> what's going on, Ray, man? 
Uh, Empire. Why is that show still on the air? I know. I got. I. Nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah, I stopped when um, we went to Wednesdays. Yeah, when we went when we went to Wednesdays, but I stopped when um, that episode in the fourth season when he got his memory back. After he lost oh his, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 after he lost his leg, I'm like okay cool, and I and I just never picked up the show again. <laughs> um. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. <laughs> I told him to watch it. French, French actor, Juicy Smollett. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Kyle also said, um, in reference to, la- to the last question of the week, he said, um, Bam Bam Bigelow in Major Pain. Yes! <laughs> oh, man. I was surprised to see him in that. Oh, my God. Um, I heard your mom was so fat. She played boo with the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that Billy Jack boy. Man. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that was great. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be on our social medias within a day or two. Mm-hmm. I promise you this time. Uh, tell them where we can find us. Uh, yes, you can find all of our episodes on uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, um, YouTube, as well as uh, Facebook Live, where we're, we're on every week. Uh, and iTunes, give us that five star review when you can. Yes, and also I, I did say I have an I have an announcement too. Um, this Saturday, uh, especially if you're living in the Rhode Island area, I will be DJ, I will be DJing on WBRU 360. Nice. At, you know, from six to eight p.m. So I'll be there representing Codex Prime, just spinning, just spinning. Uh, bad lad hit me up with the opportunity and you know me I don't let I, if, I'll take opportunities wherever I can take it I always tell kids don't chase money chase opportunity the money will come yeah. and that opportunity hit and I'm just like I just went all for it I went all I'm all over it hey WBRU high five man thank you say it tune in you can also stream live I'll be definitely um, I'll definitely post a link on our um, on our Facebook Mm-hmm. So you so you guys can um just tune in, just show show some support. But yeah. BRU this Saturday. One oh one point one. Yes. Yeah, tune in, in if you're in the Rhode Island area. Oh yeah, tune in. Tune in, people. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be hot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you and you can find find us on our social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the big three. Yep. And that's pretty much it. I think yeah. we got everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's pretty much it. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Um, thank you for all, everybody in the comments, uh, dropping, dropping some jewels. Uh, also, uh, tune in next week, uh, where we got more, uh, nerd goodness, uh, to talk about. Uh, for me this weekend, I'm going to be checking out it chapter two. I will be too. Yeah. You seen chapter one? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I think it's still on, um, HBO now. Oh yeah. Like the. Like for it, chapter one, the the first part where the kid, <laughs> oh it's oh man, I laughed my ass off when when the kid got his arm bit off. <laughs> he's all he's all swerving like just watch, can, uh, can you let me watch it? Oh yeah, we all float down here. You'll float too. <laughs> Erase your mind. It says further confirmed. Is further confirmed that there are people in your basement. Follow the buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>
All right, man. Peace out, nerds. Later.